Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. How are you all? I hope that you are well. I hope that you are finding a little peace amongst all that is going on in the world. And I hope that you are still looking in the mirror and seeing the beauty of your soul of your heart, and of you as a being. In these times now, it's very difficult to sometimes remember who you are because there is so much information out there. There is so much noise out there. And we all need a sanctuary. We all need something incredibly peaceful and serene to bring us back to that point within ourselves that reminds us really of why we are here. It's very difficult also to be amongst people that may not always think the same as we do, see life the way that we do. But nevertheless, we must not forget who we are. and. In a way, we must close our eyes and our ears to certain things and open the eyes and ears of the heart, because this is really, I believe, the only way that we can survive in these times is to take ourselves onto a completely different level of existence. And You know, as the old adage goes, we have to rise above everything that is going on in order to see the vista, the horizon, and the reality. It's not so easy, I know, but we must try with courage and hope. Now, I am absolutely delighted and so happy to welcome back my special guest, who is the beautiful and special Ramona Moore. Now, Ramona has been a guest on the show before, and I have had so many requests to bring her back because she is really rather magical, I have to say, and um, she is such a wise lady. Now, Ramona is a Reiki master, a therapist, a spiritual coach, a rune specialist, and of course, a soul traveler. Her life has been filled with extraordinary twists and turns, 
and sometimes very extreme tests that have given her the ability to gain a profound wisdom. And she, you know, I've said this before, you know, she's an absolute delight. And she is an oasis in a very difficult desert that we're all abiding in. And it is her knowledge, really, that people were loving. You know, you, the listeners, were sending me comments um, and messages about it. And it was really this subtleness and this deep kind of understanding that she has that you loved so much and that I love so much. And really, she is a guide where she is helping others understand the world around them and also the worlds within. So it is really with great pleasure that I welcome back Ramona. Welcome, Ramona Moore. Thank you, Mimi. It's good to be back. Oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're back again. And thank you um, again for coming back on. Most welcome. Most welcome. Yeah. Wonderful. How are you? How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great. Just kind of riding the waves of that ocean of love and mercy and, um, and just being an observer and trying to come more from soul's perspective rather than human girl, Ramona, kind of limit, which can be limiting. Yes. (laughs) A limited limited perspective. Oh, dear. I mean, how have you been in these times now since we last spoke? Um, Because these are, you know, as I said to you, the listeners have really wanted you back again because they feel that you have so much knowledge to impart. And um, I'm, I'm delighted, as I said, to have you here. But um, the requests were, they, the things that they were saying to me, it's like, um, but what did she mean about that? And what did she mean? And, and how did she mean about this? And can you give me some more? You know, and I, of course, don't have the answers. So um, I hope that today, well, this evening, actually, here in the UK. But I know it's daytime where you are in the States, isn't it? Yes. Yes. One one thirty p.m. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. What an amazing world. So tell me, how have you been? So this has been such, I don't know what's been happening star-wise or, you know, what's been going on planetary wise as far mm-hmm. as you know retrogrades and things like that but i feel as though this is such a time of expansion and i don't know which you know i don't know if it's which planets do what pretty much but but i just feel like this is such an opportunity as soul for us to mm-hmm. really grow um i read this really interesting um nicholas burdayev he says man is not a unit in the universe forming a part of an unrational machine but a living member of an organic hierarchy belonging to a real and living whole so if we think of ourselves as interconnected with 
everything in the in the cosmos, not just this physical universe, but kind of more of like a holographic um, experience that we're not alone out in this on this orb, this little speck out in the middle of the darkness, but extremely um, gift gifted just to wake up every day units of awareness Mm. um yeah and the gift just of of having incarnated having won that race you know we it could have once again you know we we won that race again how many how many times have we won that race yes Um, you know yeah it's an interesting point because it was something that we have spoken about and it's past lives. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a fascinating subject. And I want to sort of um, gain wisdom from you about that because some people believe in it. And I know that some people don't, mm-hmm. um, but that's really sort of neither here nor there because it will resonate for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that keeps coming back with people that I'm speaking about um, is that people are feeling more intensely and more deeply. And one of the things that keeps cropping up is that they are remembering things that they never even imagined. And that is of past lives and living in different places. Now, tell us a little bit about that, because this is a really fascinating subject. Because maybe before, I mean, I know there were certain groups of people that would talk about this, um, but now people are more open. Everything is more open and people, I think, feel that they can express themselves more than ever before. Tell us a little bit about what you know, Ramona, about all of this. Well, as soul, each and every one of us knows the truth mm. as to whether we've, you know, how many lives and who with and who we keep coming back to, family groups, you know, business groups nation group um the repetition of these lifetimes we know that that's true as soul now a person say like a person's had a really maybe the last three four lifetimes have been extreme struggle because of maybe some things that they did to other people in past lives Mm -hmm. so there's always going to be a balance because for every action, there's an opposite, an opposite action. Um, so, so we as soul, it's not that we have a soul. We are soul choosing to come back into physical form to release mis, mis con, concepts that we thought were true you find out they're not true, and it's like, okay, I can cross that off my list. I that's no longer 
a part of my reality or wow, I didn't realize that I had, you know, accrued so much good karma in these, these last 10 lifetimes that this lifetime I'm on easy street Mm. or, or I'm very much a, a much more spiritual person or much more compassionate, more giving, forgiving, um, as a result of having those past lives that are that were kind and compassionate to other people, you know, Mother Teresa or or like you said, Saint Francis of Assisi. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. So there, the whole thing when we get so identified, we have to start learning to disidentify from our human animal consciousness level of being. Because if we cannot let that go, we're going to keep coming back over and over and over until we've achieved a certain level of consciousness that has really learned healthy detachment, that has learned, you know, as of love as the basis for a balanced, um, graceful, life that's um and eventually we won't have to return again in in human form is the is the only reason that we're here explain that a little bit so we were originally not in human form when we were originally created as soul we were like a just a unit of awareness Kind of like a glass of water without the glass. Mm. Very, very um, not mind, not physical, not emotions. It's like the beings in the upper spiritual realms. They don't consume and they don't create. They just are. They're just being. There's there's not confusion and fear and all of these emotion laden things that we keep subjecting ourselves to because we aren't able to let go of everything we think we are until nothing yes. remains until nothing mm-hmm. remains. It's like I had a, my teacher t- told me that God wears a cloak of nothingness. So if we keep attacking ourselves to even each other, uh, our animals, our, our, our fears are these these human things that are attachments. If we keep, if we can't let them go, we're stuck in this endless cycle of, it's called the wheel of 84. So once we are able to step away completely from mind and we travel in our astral body at night in our dreams, which is a more real reality than when we're walking around in physical, you know, in daytime activities. Because during the day, we have a lot of filters on. Will this person think this of me? Will I catch that bus? Will I, you know, all of these different things that we're being bombarded with and turn on the TV and even music with discordant notes pulls us away from our core, our sweet spot. So if you can visit that place of no mind 
every day connect with that with that absolute silence that is that is devoid of everything other than you and source then we can we can um come from a more place a place of more balance and power because we don't want to be powerless you don't want to be a namby pamby mm-hmm. um and grace so power balance and grace so when, but that's once, not so easy is it well but see the thing is the mental people the people that operate more uh, that wear a lot of blue because blue is mental plane each one of these planes of existence you have mm. physical astral causal mental etheric and then beyond that are is like bliss plane one and two and three on up to god consciousness so each one of these places has a predominant color that that is so like people that wear a lot of blue they mm-hmm. That's the mental plane. They, they're thinkers. They're big thinkers. And they are the hardest ones to let go and go into a state of no mind. That's surrender. That, that's big surrender to them. Sometimes people say, oh, I can't meditate. I can't meditate. I don't want to, you know, I don't want anybody else to step in and have control. You know, there, a lot of people are taught that mm. to fear their own, their own power. We've been we've been taught to follow, follow, follow. And, you know, this person is stronger than you. Well, no, the gods at one time were exactly like us. And after a series of dedicated lifetimes, they learned to let go of 99.99999% of who they thought they were to step into their full expression. Who you think you are and who you are is two very different things. Absolutely. We're not this carbon-based unit, <laughs> you know. Mm. We're soul. Mm. We're, we're soul first. Mm. And at a certain point, you can learn how to travel in your soul body. Yes, I heard this. I've um, read a lot about this. And um, I know that the great masters of time through time as well they are able to actually with their spiritual being completely envelop their physical being and then they can be at you know 40,000 different places at once Mm -hmm. because then it becomes you know irrelevant time and space is is non-existent and they can be wherever they want to be but in a world Ramona where it is especially now totally about physicality physicality mind physicality mm-hmm. people are finding it extremely extremely difficult to detach from what is going on around in this world of senses mm-hmm. to really find the inner peace and the answers because there is a lot of fear at the moment mm-hmm. whatever that may be and from whatever sort of energies that's coming from. But the world is operating on fear. And that's something I know from people that are sort of um, 
messaged me about you is one of the things that they were asking is how do they go beyond that fear? Because it's huge. Sure. Right. That the emotional body is, mm. is, um, it limits us. It stops us. Yeah. I mean, even, even love, that was divine love. And then there's regular human animal consciousness love. Those are two completely different things. Mm. Completely. One divine love is not conditional. It's nothing human. It's almost unfathomable in human animal consciousness. It's just beyond anything that we could ever imagine. Um, so when we're able to um, put ourselves in a space where we can drop that physical body, until, until we're able to do that, we can't imagine what it's like for someone to to let go that that whole surrender thing if we can't surrender it's like if if a person has ever floated in the ocean Mm. it's with obviously face side up um (laughs) yes but that that feeling that yeah Mm. that that feeling okay if you can access that feeling so it's it's not an emotion it it's absence of emotion mm. if we it's keep being i suppose it's it's being right 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 so the way i do it is i sing what some people would call a mantra mm-hmm. um it's a single a single um vowel that um it's just the i'll sing it for a second yes please do so when i sing that and i sing it for about three minutes and then i listen to the silence after I sing it for three more minutes and then silence after. And three more minutes and silence after. That, without having any preconceived notions of what's going to happen and try to drop all that. And I've been doing this since the year 2000. So, and every day it changes. I, some days are deeper. Some days I hear messages back in that silence. Um, Sometimes I was almost ready to go back into the singing part of it. And then I would start getting a message. And that was never the same. It was always different because every day we grow and we're a different person. So Mm -hmm. you could, sometimes it would be feeling like I was being covered by like purple syrup. And some days it would be like a flower, a big yellow flower, just saying hello mm. in my in my inner vision. So these these messages, don't think of them. Try, try to let go of your mind as 
far as trying to make sense of them. Because sometimes, mm. sometimes you will, you it won't make sense to you until two weeks later, and you see a big truck going by, and it's got that big yellow flower on it, and it's reminding you that your soul, and that you can achieve a level of consciousness that at any moment in your day, you can step away. Even if somebody is talking to you and they're just really starting to pressure buttons, mm. you can remember, boom, and that big yellow flower comes right into your vision. And you say, I am not going to be controlled by, by anything here in the physical dimension. We're, this, is, this is just this school, but nobody has the spiritual right to tell you what to do but it seems as though that is exactly what's happening in the outside world right well there are beings that want to control other people and they use you know presidents and politicians and church leaders and whoever to just mm. distract us from that sweet spot from that spot of absolute being that, yes. that mm. nobody can take from us. Nobody can, can you take it when you go. You know, any initiations that you get here, any forward motion that you make here, you take with you. You're not going to take your Mercedes Benz and you're not going <laughs> to take your dog. <laughs> it, it, nothing goes with you except what you have learned spiritually. This is interesting. Because um, we spoke about this before, I know, about this attachment of when people are now more and more um, influenced by unseen things, as well as seeing, of course. But there is does seem to be an energetic field that's really unexplainable. I know that, I, I think we spoke about this last week, but I was going um, to my osteopath and I was coming back and the sky usually, I mean, we live in the countryside, but so you can see the sky a lot um, and the earth, but somehow the two had near enough merged into one and there wasn't that space. And although it seemed empty to the eyes of man, it seemed also filled with so much heaviness and so many energies that in a way you couldn't really feel comfortable because it was this huge burden. Right. Well, just being in the physical body is a burden. Well, oh, yes. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I've been in I've been in the ocean before, like way miles and miles out into the ocean mm. on a boat, and I've seen that where the water and the sky are totally blended, and it mm. was a, such a surreal moment. And you are absolutely right; it's filled with beings from the astral plane. Beings, you know, can come right into the physical. And so no matter where you look or who you're looking at, 
there are beings that are with us in this uh, from the astral plane that come and visit the physical plane create havoc or or sometimes they're they're benevolent you know but mm. sometimes they're not so it just depends on how open your spiritual vision is so once you start learning to um you have to get used to complete darkness because that's what's out there out there is 99% darkness so once we start traveling as soul um we may in we need to be very very familiar with not only the darkness out there but our own holy darkness mm. and once mm. once a person consumes this literally consumes this then they realize that that balance of light and dark in themselves and that it's you know most people think of darkness as being something scary or whatever but once you um get your balance as far as your own holy dark energies and your holy light energies then you can see beings that are that are right there with you next to you or on other people and um and then you start learning to protect your own space your own energy field you're mm -hmm. not going to allow these beings to bombard you um and make you weak or or make you think what they're thinking um so so it's all everything's out there is just what are we aware of what are we going to allow in our space and how much time are we going to you know spend in contemplation and really um anchoring that sweet spot in us that nobody else is invited to and and that just us and our source whatever your source that you believe in is invited to and that's that's the only person besides yourself that's there i mean i know we spoke about this but you said to me that every sort of emotion is producing a vibration <laughs> and the intensity of this in the world is something that it's so deep and you can really feel this that everyone is so connected on such a level and i i believe that if everyone was to join in raising the vibration of the earth it would actually turn everything around in the world so so the thing is okay we know mm. that the when the butterfly flaps his wings on this side it can cause a typhoon on the other side yeah of the world okay so yes we affect by just in the power of the spoken word obviously we know what that can create or destroy um but the thing about the, the tricky part <laughs> that we're thinking about <laughs> when we think about everybody join forces everybody join hand yeah the what is it the hundredth monkey or whatever that what that is yes but the thing is our job here is not to heal the earth our only job here 
is to get our own stuff correct. Mm. Because if we don't get our own stuff correct and we're being distracted by this over here and everybody join hands and because every if everybody's got entities on them, okay, mm. nobody is in their right being space. If they're being controlled by these astral beings, they're not in their right mind because they haven't realized who they are as soul. Now, I have to just stop you just for a moment there, um, mm-hmm. Ramona, because I know we've spoken about this before, but very quickly, um, just as a recap, mm-hmm. explain this um, to the listeners out there who didn't listen to the last episode about these beings. Um, and because obviously we are not the only creatures on this planet and there are you know other worlds and other universes so explain a little bit about these beings so when soul leaves a body uh, behind here in the physical they can go to different you know, they can go the astral plane if a person has done anyway. So these beings can come back and um, they know it's a spiritual no-no to get in somebody else's energy field and do anything other than, you know, wish them well. And the, and even that you should, they should do from a distance. Mm. But they, so these astral beings, of which there, uh, there are unfathomable and unfathomable um, being that would most people wouldn't even leave their house if they realized they were sitting outside, you know, or sitting downtown, waiting for them on other people or whatever. Mm. So these. The only way that a person's really going to know that they're there is when they become more um, refined in in their um, ability to pick up energetic nuances. It's like go a great way to to start doing this is. Go and sit next to a tree. Put your back up against a, a tree mm-hmm. and and see if you can feel the, the energy that's flowing through that tree, up that trunk. You know, start even or even just looking at clouds or flowers. Or that's why nature is such a con- connecting mechanism to reading nuances in energetic fields. Mm. Um, When you walk by somebody and you get a strange feeling in the pit of your stomach, like like maybe you feel like you've known them before, it's usually a being that has attached itself to that person that is reaching out to you and 
saying, wow, you know, can I take her energy? Can I, can I, maybe that, maybe I like her energy more than this other person that I've been on for a week. I'm just going to try to jump on her and, and see if she can detect me. And if she can't detect me, well, I'm going to use her energy and I'm going to control her thoughts. And that's a pretty scary thing. Because, right. I think if, and you know, they, these things Mm. are available for us to know, but we've been taught, you know, that like only the Catholic priest can do an exorcism, you know, well, that's not true. Mm -hmm. If you Mm. learn to, you have to learn how to detect them first. Um, And like these people that they're, that are labeled schizophrenics, they see those beings. That is not a mental um, negative. They're able mm-hmm. to see these beings. Their spiritual vision is open. So once your spiritual vision is open and it's not blasted open too fast, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. these people that are that are in the, the mental institutions get blasted open too fast and they don't know how to come back to square back to center mm, mm. there or or they're being run so much by the entity that they don't they're totally powerless so most people are affected by these beings and they don't even know it and some people can sense it of course you know sure. as you said you can walk past somebody and they can feel strange or you begin to feel strange and then that of course is um a sign a clear sign and i think our antennae has to be a little bit more sharper in these times because from the people that i talk to um so many people ramona say to me that they can actually feel things very differently to before and what do you think that is is it that our senses have been heightened absolutely i think when the projection of fear onto this planet is ramped up um and that stirs the emotions of people and these beings are feeding off it as energetic food so at a certain point you say i'm not going to feed into this anymore i'm not buying this anymore um i mean i've i've been i've had a person walk right by me that their entity basically just sucked the life out of me i had to i almost fell to my knees and i had to go sit down and put my head down between my you know closer to my knees Mm. and come back to center that's how violent and vile and they know it's a spiritual no-no and they do it anyway so but i would say (laughs) learn how to protect yourself learn carry an basically an energetic knife in your mind's eye and once you feel that happen just basically Kill that demon, kill that entity. They 
that's a spiritual no-no to try to say, yeah. take somebody's energy like that. Yeah. And I know people try and do that as well. Well, where... it's, it's usually the entity that's on them, mm-hmm. controlling them, mm-hmm. controlling mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we want Mimi. We want Mimi on our side. We want her as part of our spiritual family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if they know you're powerful and you have some powerful beings that are benevolent, that are, that are, you're a part of their spiritual family. It's a big kudos to them to bring you onto their side. So is the answer. And control you. But is the answer then that if we raise our energetic level and we protect ourselves, this is the whole point, I think, that we have to, as spiritual beings ourselves, raise something within us and it's not, it's more of a it's not so much more of a raising what is it? it basically okay if you're nothing nothing can stick to you mm. god god wears a cloak of nothingness mm. Mm. so that's that whole thing of letting go of everything that you think you are until nothing remains once you're able to come from that place of absolute clarity no attachment to anything not even being attached to to being attached or de or deattached it's it's a spiritual freedom that very very few beings have ever experienced they think it's raising a consciousness no it's it's about letting go of any human belief systems period whether it's love, whether it's compassion, whether it's apple pie, whether it's sex, whether it's your cat, it doesn't matter. If humans have attachments to anything here in the physical, mm-hmm. you're not going home. You are not going home. And when these beings have control of you, you're not able to let go of your human uh, attachments. So what's the answer then? How does one... I sing sing that you every day. In fact, I I usually sing it when I'm coming just out of the dreams, out of sleeping, Mm because that's kind of an in-between time where your mind isn't, hasn't run through all of the things you need to do in the day and all these human things. You're still operating more in an uncloistered um, or, or or protected. So it's not so much about protecting your well, protect yourself from entities, but also don't feel as if you need feel as though you need protection from whatever. It's a catch twenty two. <laughs> the clearer mm-hmm. you become, the less. The more you're able to let go of who you think you are until nothing remains, absolutely nothing. But that is what, that is what people fear. It is to be sure. Nothing, sure. sure. They've been taught to fear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been taught yeah. to fear that. They've been taught to fear their 
holy darkness, which is the balance of the the light and darkness, because you're going to need to be friends with your holy darkness to cross the etheric plane, Mm. which is a vast, I mean, the person that I, my teacher, he failed the first time he went to jump across the void because it was so deep and so dark and he hadn't let go of that part of his humanness um, of fear of the dark and of the, you know, werewolf or whatever was, you know, he Mm. had been conjuring in his mind. Um, But then the second time when he went to jump across that, that void, that it's a gigantic charcoal um, filter that remains the last, that removes the last remaining embers of who we think we are. Hmm. So you'll go up, you know, we're in the physical, we have the astral realm, which is where the beings come down here and mess with us, astral, causal, mental, and the etheric plane is the void. So, but the second time he went um, up to the void with his, with his, his guide, two guides, he jumped like that. No problem. They didn't even have to ask him to jump. So there are, we have to let go of all of these attachments in order to, to complete this mission here. Yeah. So I have to, yeah, absolutely. And I have to say that there are malevolent beings, but there are also very good beings out there that um, are working very hard to help humanity. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or we wouldn't even we we wouldn't be here. Yeah, tell us a little bit about those, Ramona, because when we look, as I said before, we came on air. Actually, you know, I'll say to the listeners, we were talking about, you know, to get an equilibrium to get a balance because when you look out there everything seems bad 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 that's not actually the case and we need to tilt that balance so it becomes a you know like a spirit level it needs to be in balance and we need to know and be educated and to learn about also the good things that exist and that are still there and that fundamentally, you know, um, there is good. But no No. one seems to be talking about that. No one is saying anything about that, really, not in in any great way, as much as they are talking about the bad. And this balance has to shift. Absolutely. So when you, when you experience the, that first big drop of honey that drops on you because you've achieved a certain level of consciousness mm. in, in letting go, then, then you experience that extreme, um, it's even beyond joy. It's, it's, it's almost an incomprehensible thing. And then you say, you know, I, I'm so glad I surrendered. So these, yes, there, there are many, many absolutely amazing beings that, 
are in the upper spiritual realm. Mm. They're there. But this physical world is is so bombarded by beings that want to keep us as energetic food. It's a challenge to to really um, find that sweet spot in ourselves as soul that we're just a, a spark of, you know, we're the, the drop in the ocean. And obviously the, the, that ocean of love and mercy is filled with beings that have... Um, done the work they've done the work they've they've gone through the rigors they've um it's not an easy path it's it's you have to have courage you have to have a lot of a lot of courage it's not it's for those beings that are going to let up their let go of their attachments to maybe um not accept it you have to accept your karma in this life with grace and there are beings that are there to help us do that the ones that, that yeah i refer to are ascended masters that have have um achieved that level of consciousness and you can you can call on them in any time um they've they've done the work most of them don't want to really come back to the physical plane because it's very dense here compared to where they are. Um, it's like that's a good word, actually. Dragging yeah. around a big, heavy body for them. It's it's and it's because they're so pure. There are other beings that want to take that energy, and so they're constantly having to deflect and sometimes kill these lower consciousness beings that want to use them for energetic food hmm. so these they're yes those beings are always here at our um i don't want to say beck and call and disposal or whatever but absolutely they're there but you have to do the work in order to clear your stuff enough for them to to it's like a friend of mine went to a karate, went to a karate um, temple there to learn the philosophy and about karate, and they uh -huh. gave him a a rope as to tie his gi. They gave everybody a rope in the class to tie their gis with, and there were some people that said, "Oh, I'm already a black belt," and they threw down the rope. And my friend, he put that rope on and he was glad to have it and he excelled. The others did not. They were turned away from the class. They were like, okay, you can go home now. We have to earn it. We have to be humble. Mm. You know, we have to um we have to do the work and be willing to let go of preconceived notions. So by the example of these these different ascended masters um, and 
different people that have that have done the work and they don't most of them don't want to come back to the physical plane it's just it's i mean if if you if you graduated um uh astronaut school and and you were making flights out to different planets on a daily basis and they're beautiful and they're they're amazing and you have amazing experiences there would you want to come back and sit in in um kindergarten mm-hmm. with the other with the other kindergarten kids that's the those those teachers are few and far between oh absolutely, absolutely. right so once and you achieve a certain yes. level they they mm-hmm. just don't they don't want to um they want to be and just hang out where they are they've, they've earned it they've earned it i mean it. i i totally understand that and i don't blame them but i i, I do feel that they are, I mean, the hidden ones, the ones that are, in a way, in, you know, as you said, ascended beyond what we could ever imagine. Um, but they are there. And I think in this time of extreme loneliness for so many people, there are so many hidden masters. There are so many hidden people. And I know that People will say to me, yes, but where are they now? You know, we need them. But the point is, is that we can communicate with them, I believe. Well, we have to be in that state of being in order to be able to communicate to them. We have to, as you said earlier, do the work. Right, right. And that's, I think that's why I, find such solace in doing my spiritual exercises because that opens you up to be able to for them to send you some messages Mm. in whatever form they know that that you will and we as soul okay we are we are these ascended beings Mm. as Mm. soul we've done that work yeah but not completely we haven't crossed the void yet because we're still clinging to our humanness. You know, these, these beings have already, they were just like us once. The gods that are in the upper, upper spiritual realms, they were just like us once. No different. So we have the capacity. We're only one step away from... But if you if you keep thinking that you're any less than than your absolute perfection um, as soul, then you're li- then we're we're limiting our ourselves still. Do you feel that there's something, Ramona, that we are doing? that we shouldn't be doing right now. Thinking. That, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. Thinking. You know. Think, think, think. It's, you're not going to think, you're not going to solve the puzzle with the same mind that you created the, oh, the puzzle yeah. with. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to drop mind. So when you're singing that, you 
it's beautiful because the energy comes in through you and passes through you. When they sing the Om, what happens is energetically, when you close your mouth, the energy stops basically at your solar plexus or a little bit lower level. The energy literally stops. It's not a clear um, transmission through the body. Mm. And that sect of belief has their heaven in a in a place that's far it has a, quite a ways to go to achieve god consciousness um you talk about the chakras that's a fascinating subject well they they basically are the same colors as the rainbow mm-hmm. they correspond to our energetic bodies that are like an onion on the that surround our each one of our bodies mm. so your red chakra your base chakra is down like at your pelvis that has to do with your physical life and reality mm. and then the next one up is orange which is your emotional body so many people are run by their emotions and they can't they can't shut their emotion off fear um you know is is the biggest detriment to um, to making good spiritual advancements mm-hmm. so each one of these chakras is a different color and associated with a different um energetic body which also correspond to these levels of it's almost like a what do you call it you know how foot reflexology on the bottom of your foot is yes. represented by you touch one part of your foot, you're energetically affecting your kidneys or your lungs or your brain. These associations that we have with our chakras and our energetic bodies are exactly the same. And these different planes of, of consciousness with beings that one of the most interesting books I've ever read, read was called The Tiger's Fang. The Tiger what? The Tiger's Fang. Oh, okay. So it describes a man's um, experience of going through these different planes of existence mm-hmm. in his soul body. So he was not in his human body, you know, not in his physical body when he was doing this 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 soul travel Mm. so he experienced these different levels of being the music that was there the color that was there the atmosphere um the being that was basically in charge of that level Mm -hmm. it's by paul twitchell i'm going to look that up actually oh it's that well it's on my facebook page um, anybody can go to it and read it. I've completed it in its entirety. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been a long time to to enter it. It's entered backwards because I started at chapter one, and the way it's entered is. But if you scroll to the bottom, and you know, a person can figure out how to read from chapter one to the end. But um, mm-hmm. fascinating, just fascinating. Um, he doesn't go into crossing the void. 
hardly at all. His experience is, you know, going to be different than another person's. But it, it's an amazing, amazing book that for the serious spiritual student, it's a gotta read. It's a gotta read because it explains so much about our journey as soul on the path to God consciousness and to not have to come back here again. So once a person has achieved this certain level of consciousness, they're an observer, they're watching what's going on and they're keeping their energy field clear of entities. But mostly it's about clearing yourself. It's about keeping perspective and not letting this world take you down um, to stay in connection with source, to do your spiritual exercises every day. My teacher does his spiritual exercises every day without mm. fail. He sleeps very, very little. He's, in a, <laughs> he's on a different bar. It, but I learn. I'm learning so much just from from his example. You know, it's it's a heavy it's a heavy responsibility. It's not to be taken lightly. It's it's huge. It's most people don't want to attempt to even start on that path because it's a lot of work. But once you get past a certain point, you're like, okay, I. I'm a scientist. I know this works and this works and this works. If I do my spiritual exercises, I can every day go to a place, find that that place of clarity where I can clear more of my stuff that's not serving me anymore and come from a completely different place when I watch this hurricane that's it's being created. We, we agreed to come back again. That's our karmic burden. We agreed to come back here and experience this stuff. It's not, we're not victims. Yes, that's an interesting viewpoint. We're not victims. We agreed mm. to come back again mm. because we didn't get it right the last time. It, it, it's an opportunity and it's a gift because if we didn't have this opportunity to let go of our humanness and come more from soul and then beyond there'd be no room for there'd be nobody at the top <laughs> you know they're not top but no yeah. no no divine beings that did the work i agree with you i think it's an absolutely tremendous gift to be here on earth at this time and people will say that i'm crazy to say that but, you know, we are all a little bit crazy in our own way. And um, it really does help to get through this world. But I do sincerely believe that we are on this brink of a illuminating and hugely magnificent transformation. And we have to get it right this time. Right. Mm. Right. Because who yeah. knows? We There might not be a next. Mm. Mm. There, there might not be, but it's, 
so everything's I know it's kind of sounds kind of crazy but the only place there's room for change is is now because yesterday's gone mm-hmm. can't some people believe that you can go to the past and change things but let's look forward let's 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 go forward and how what would you say to people out there Ramona that um are caught in the grips of fear right do now. your spiritual do your spiritual exercises mm. and be serious about it mm. because if you can't visit that sweet spot every day you're going to lose your tether to yourself and and once we and once once that starts happening um not only can we not help ourselves but we can't help others you know guide them be be the example of of um being compassionate and forgiving and i mean no, no don't let somebody keep abusing you type thing like any entity or whatever mm. or you know relative sometimes family's not family we have spiritual families that we belong to sometimes that aren't our physical families yeah and those that's that's who we connect with when we're doing the you No. I'm reading at the moment. Um, what are you reading? <laughs> oh, I have reading? to tell you. I have to tell you. I, you're going to love this. I'm reading about tuning forks. Oh, and yes. The vibrational healing of this amazing thing that I've discovered. Um, and I love it. And uh, the one of the books that I'm reading, you know, I thought about five or six because I just became totally fascinating after having an experience with it. And um, one of them is, you know, I'm still reading about it, is how every vertebrae has its own song. Yes. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, we are such a universe within ourselves. We have so many untold universes that we're, we're looking to the outside for these answers. And yet everything we need is within us. You know, every vertebrae is actually singing, has its own vibration, right. speaks to us. Um, if we have a pain, I don't know, in our hip or in our leg or in our arm, it's actually corresponding to that particular vertebrae where it's not functioning and playing its own harmony. Right, because each one of the chakras has a note also, not yes. only color, but it has a note. So if mm. there's a vertebrae that's close to that note, like uh, mm-hmm. all, like say if somebody has an, uh, something going on with their, with their knee, mm. um, which I don't ask the person before I start the Reiki session. I just, so I'll put the tuning fork either above or below that because you don't want to put it right on it. Yeah, yeah. Depending because on which note. Pain. Well, pain is movement. Yeah. Which, which sometimes um, in order for energy that is stuck, in order for it to move, there can be, it's like when you get adjusted at the chiropractor's. Yeah. It's going to hurt for a little bit because you've carried it a certain way. It's put back where it's supposed to be. And now you're supposed to develop the muscles, just like spiritual muscles. Mm-hmm. 
to hold it in place. And that's what doing the U is. It is it is like getting an adjustment and remembering who you really are. And hopefully you can retain that feeling by by doing more spiritual exercises. It just builds, they build one after another. One after another. That that singing of the U is huge, but the tuning forks are are very cool. It's mm. um vibration, you know, energy obviously, you know, the whole the whole dynamic of this planet is the the coming and, and going, the birth and rebirth and um constant constant movement of of energy so when you put a tuning fork on the body it's going to resonate your body's either going to resonate with it or it's going to say "Ooh, i have a long way to go until i'm back to where i remember where i'm supposed to be healing is about remembering who you really are Mm. When we have imbalances or 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 pain, um, we've disconnected from source. We've forgotten who we really are as yeah. soul. So aging, this whole thing that I was reading about how people relate to this life, even into their hundreds with a with a healthy body. Um, and mind and spirit, it's 99.999 up here. It's how you feel spiritually, Mm. how you feel emotionally, how you feel, you know, physically. It's like a trickle down, as above, so below. So if Mm. entered, so say like if a person is spiritually really has, Maybe they've had really tough spiritual lives. They could have been put to death in another lifetime um, for their spiritual beliefs. Enough time of a person doing that, they're probably going to come in an atheist this life. From being bombarded with so much negative energy about hmm. their true, about their spiritual nature. You know, that that's why... Some some ways of believing you've got to question everything. Question everything. Hmm. Really interesting. These um, these people that were living to, into their hundreds. Um, it's all about how they assimilate their cultural um, things that they're bombarded with. Um, this is growing older is the mind body passing through time and space. Aging is the mind body's response to the cultural limitations it assimilates. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's so you decide which messages from our cultural editors you know, that we should either righteously defy and which ones we will gratefully assimilate in order to live a long life. 
Now, the, the, the essence of healthy defiance, you have to feel worthy of saying no, of defying. I'm, I'm not going to follow that way. Mm-hmm. You know? So these memories of compassion forms a foundation of resilience. So we do, if, the more we are able to develop resilience, perseverance, creativity, and flexibility, we're able we're we're able to ride the waves of of this ocean of love and mercy. Sometimes it's challenging. We agreed to come back. Do it again. We did indeed. Yeah, yeah it's like perfecting a, your sourdough mm. your sourdough bread. Mm. Mm. Okay, you don't you don't do it once and say, oh, I'm never going to do that. I'm just going to keep buying it. <laughs> or you're going to make it yourself and and show yourself that you can change and adjust. You're mm. flexible. It's like, okay, how many times am I going to make it that way and fail? That's what, or how, or are we going to change the way we think about this life and come up with a completely different feeling in the morning when we wake up as a result? You know, or or mm. not not having a preconceived notion when I start singing the you. It's powerful, Ramona. It's powerful, and it, it it is um excellent advice because we have to. I I really believe this. We have to embrace our spiritual life and start from that. And make it a regular thing. You know, in a way, it's like, as you said, with um, the more you exercise something like a muscle, um, it gets stronger. And I believe that daily, daily spiritual exercises that really take you out of the world to this place of sanctuary and answers is the only way for us to survive and for us to actually be all that we really are. Thrive. To thrive. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. After a while, it becomes like the, the, what is it, a Zen saying? It's chopping water, chopping wood, carrying water. Chopping wood, yes. Absolutely. After a Mm -hmm. while, you're so much in that flow. The more Mm -hmm. I sing the you, the more I'm in that flow, the more synchronistic, synchronistic things happen. The more you recognize, the more you'll attract people that are about growth. Then that you know yes. you, you know you're on the right. Or when I get a feeling that oh my gosh, I've done that before. I've I've been in this place before. And then I know I'm on the right track. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And so fascinating to talk to you always. So many things. I'm I'm going to write a list next time because <laughs> there's so many things I could ask you. <laughs> I can ask you, but you know, um this is what is really incredibly divine, I think, is that you know we can join in this way. We can connect with each other 
on another level completely and momentarily you know you know as the old saying goes you can live a lifetime in a moment um and momentarily we all are touching each other's lives you and i and the people listening and i think that's an extremely powerful and extremely beautiful thing absolutely absolutely thank thank god we do have this way of of communicating that um and eventually we'll all be telepathic and <laughs> yes. yes, yes. And I recognize believe, yeah. And recognize each other as soul. Yes. You know, for sure. I mean, we do know, of course, but um we uh, have to lift the veils a little bit more, I think. And uh, I think we you know, slowly, slowly and sometimes quickly, quickly, depending on the circumstance. But I right. I do believe we have this ability and as you said I always think about you when it's one of the things that I remember mostly about you is when you say you just have to be right and that is so powerfully strong exactly for those that get it Mm -hmm. for yeah for those that, that don't think it's just airy fairy they know as soul they know mm. they know of course they, yeah they just sometimes get too scared or they don't want to do the work or they're lazy or or they'll catch it in small little little increments and they'll say oh oh i know that's who i really am mm. and that feels good and that feels in a way it's total bliss absolutely because you know that wherever you are right now in the world, wherever you are, whoever you're with, is exactly where you're supposed to be. We agreed. We agreed yeah. to do it again. I know. With yeah. you. I agreed to come and meet you, Mimi. I know. We've, we've, <laughs> right. We've been, we've been together <laughs> many lifetimes. Many lifetimes. Yeah. We were yeah. both te- teachers on whichever planet. I don't know which it was in in space and time we we did it we did it we just found a way back to each other again to do it again yes and our souls heard each other because it happens at exactly the right moment when two souls are meant to meet um everything in the universe you know as Paolo Coelho I mean I love the book The Alchemist it's so Mm -hmm. simple Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when he says in the book, um, you've read it, right? Yes. Yes. And he said, you know, when something is meant to be and someone is, you know, fulfilling their sole purpose, the whole universe conspires to help them. If you only knew the implications of karmic, the karmic implications of what you just said. It's, it is, it is staggering if somebody were to realize the whole, the, and you do at a certain point, you, you Mm -hmm. achieve a certain level of omnipresent to where you can know, feel, be this, what you just said continuously. That's who, that's who you are. 
That's who we really are as soul. Hmm. So soul isn't just an individual thing. Soul is is a God, it's hard to explain. It's a I don't know how to put it in human words. You just have to feel it. Yep. Just have to be it. Yeah. Once That's you be it. it, once you do that you and you connect into that mm. and you and you catch that that lifeline, you're you you're a you will be dedicated to it forever. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Ramona, as we come to the end, you know, for coming on again. It's it is fascinating. It is um beautiful to hear your words, to share your wisdom. And, you know, I'm really honored that you have come into this lifetime and we have met again. As I am so much too, may the blessings be. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And I'm going to ask you again, of course, um, to share some words of wisdom with the listeners out there in this moment in time, something that's, you know, helped you and helps you daily in life to remain in that state of joy and hopefulness. I think once once you get a taste, it's like the first time you ever tasted your mother's breast milk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. That that remembrance, that mm. sweet nourishment that can only come from source. Once you hook up with that. I wonder how people get it through life every day without it. I mean, they would live in a, t- a total state of fear constantly. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be hell on earth. You know what I'm saying? So I think once you taste that, once you give it a chance, once you once you sing the you and and there will be a click to where you'll get a message back. This is not going to leave you hanging. Once you get that that first nudge or you see that bright blue star, um, you're like, okay, okay. I know I was off the path for a while, but now I'm back on and I see my way to to being who I really am who I really, really was created as in the beginning. And you will feel it. This is absolutely, absolutely. It's like a feeling in that heart chakra that just expands Mm -hmm. out and just makes a bubble of, of, I don't want to say protection, but this bubble around you Mm. that you bring with you everywhere you go. And you will attract 
all sorts of things that that maybe that you still need to work on, you know, still peeling the onion. Yes. So life is is like a spiral. We keep coming back to the same things that we need to go over again until we've totally released them. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. no longer a trigger. So we're just pure nothingness. Because nothing can nothing can adhere to nothingness. Yes, and in that nothingness, there is a vastness of absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. That's why you have to develop your spiritual vision because once you start traveling out there, you're gonna need to be able to see all the beings out there. And really, um and the ones here. Yes, and become part of this source because we are not separate. This is the thing. We are um, in unison. And when we've reached a certain level, we realize that we are actually at one with the source. It's There's very few beings that have made that complete journey. That's why reading The Tiger's Fang, I think, is going to just spark people. I'm going to get it. It's amazing. It's an amazing. Yes, I'm going to get it. And I'm going so the to first, okay, the I will first, let you know. Cool. The first couple of chapters are pretty deep. They're thick. They're they're big meat. <laughs> but mm-hmm. once you can get past those first two, the rest is clear sailing. Okay. Yeah. So I they're on my they're on my side sure. pages if you want to um, go there and read it. Mm-hmm. You know, at any at any point in time, um it's there in its completeness it was interesting i felt like paul twitchell was looking over my shoulder as i was typing it kind of saying yes get this word out get this word out this needs to be people need to know this people need Mm -hmm. to remember this people need to experience this and for the people that want to connect with you ramona where can they do that so i'm always on facebook under ramona moore Mm-hmm. I live in Grants Pass, Oregon. Um, yeah, that, that's the easiest place to find me because I've got my website on there and um, my side pages are, okay, where, okay. are where the tiger's fang is. I've got nine side pages um, that you can go and, and find the tiger's fang as, as one of those nine pages. And are you happy for people to contact you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So if there's any sort of questions or... Oh, anything, absolutely. Okay. That's great. I, that's I love, I love serious spiritual students. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, thank you again. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you as always. Thank you, sweetheart. And um and look I after yourself. Oh. And um because you're going to come on again at well, some point. You. I know, thank you know, you are always it's an open invitation for you, always. Thank you. I enjoy this very much. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll speak soon, hopefully. And yeah. uh, until then, look after yourself and lots of love. You too, honey. I love oh. you. Okay, love you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Bye. Bye. Ramona Moore, what a fascinating lady and such interesting topics that um, we can discuss together, which is really quite wonderful when you meet people that um, have an array of knowledge of so many different things. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you wonderful moments and lots of love. And um, until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website, www.mimi.com. Miminovic.co.uk